Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we're so lucky to catch up with the absolutely brilliant Morgan Turunui, former Wallaby Stan Sport Channel 9 commentator and broadcaster and now also World Rugby 2. Morgs, great to have you on the programme. I know I was with you just a few days ago. How did you enjoy Perth? First time the Sevens was there and it was a sellout. And yeah, Aussie were in both finals. Yeah, it was well. It was surprising. I know you were so happy to see that. <laughs> it, was, it was great to see your feigned uh, uh, positivity around that. But uh, I love coming on because you always say my name so well. It's a bit different in Australia the way they pronounce my name, so it's always nice to have it pronounced properly. But it was, it was great, Perth. I don't think people realised what it was going to be like. It was a bit of a risk taking it perhaps away from Sydney. Not sure what it would be that Australia Day, public holiday to Friday. Um, sold out Sunday, massive Saturday. Friday was great. It was a resounding success and I've already put my hand up for next year. <laughs> It was brilliant fun, wasn't it? We had a great commentary crew uh, and, of course, very successful on and off the field. The Aussie Sevens program, like, you must be starting to think. The men are starting to come right. Obviously, the women had a little bit of a hiccup, but we know just how quality they are. You must be starting to think potentially double Olympic gold there. Uh, Probably not with the men. I think you would have seen. I think Argentina, uh, they're probably a margin in front of everyone. And as we've seen right throughout the series, there's a clump of five or six teams that could do anything on any given day, including New Zealand, Australia, yes. South Africa have been good already in Dubai this year. Um, USA brought their more experienced team to Perth and were better again. You know, there's so many teams in the men's draw. Like I think Australia and New Zealand, notwithstanding the fact that Ireland was so good on the women's draw, I think they're still a cut above. I think our women will be in that gold medal match. The men, who knows? You've got no idea. Obviously, there was the... Uh, a bit of a, a strange weekend for the women. They've got a lot of lessons to learn. If they learn some of the lessons around, lessons around their tackle height, their discipline, that they should be gold medal favourites. But to the men, it's impossible to predict at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what, someone that doesn't ever have to worry about correct tackle technique, and he will be joining that Australian side soon, as soon as he's fit and available to get back on the field. Michael Hooper, are you excited for his, uh, his foray into sevens? Does that get you going? Yeah, it did. Oh, look, he's, he's just an outstanding footballer. You've got to remember that, you know, the, the normal pathway in, in Australian teams is if you can get to a super rugby team, you go there. So it's different kinds of footballers that end up in that men's sevens program. Lots of them super talented or their body types and speed suit sevens specifically. But this is a, an all-time great joining a sevens program. It was funny spending – I spent a lot of time with him when I wasn't commentating and he was sort of just going, oh – 
put it this way, he wasn't more confident having seen how good the Sevens was that he'd be able to get there. I think if he gets his body right, he could do great things for this Sevens team. And some of the players are already saying what a great influence he's been on them, uh, his, his professional approach, the way he thinks about the game. And they're always, funny enough, they're always these kids trying to impress him at training. So just his presence, I think, has helped the squad. Morgs, uh, thanks for joining us, mate. And obviously, Kirs told me she enjoyed Perth, but I can imagine if she wasn't pregnant, it would have been a whole <laughs> other level of enjoyment for her. Uh, mate, as far as the sevens and, and I guess the feel-good factor around Aussie, is it, is it important, obviously, if they go to the Olympics and everyone's watching the Olympics all across Australia, doesn't matter what sport you support, anything that'll get excited, is it important, you reckon, from a, from a rugby point of view, if the Aussie teams can uh, can produce and, and give the, uh, I guess, the, the rugby scene a bit of a... Bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a kick up the backside to get it back in in people's thoughts. Yeah, we certainly need it. And and funny enough, what you say, I think I found a secret to rugby touring: always have a pregnant colleague as a because you've got a designated <laughs> driver. It's <A> driver. <laughs> and oh, everyone was trying to use me as an excuse. A hundred percent. Like you know, and some people would buy you know curse a drink by accident. Oh, I'll have that. I'll, I'll do that. And, although it is the first time I've ever seen a serious broadcaster do a post-match interview barefoot <laughs> and no one said anything. I was so, pregnant. you were the only one. <laughs> it was, it was 40 degrees out in the middle and this, oh. this lady, pregnant lady's cutting around the field in bare feet. I don't know what the professionalism's like Beautiful in the grass. sevens normally, but it was great. Yeah, exactly. You were earthing, weren't you? Exactly. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, on the serious question, look, it'll be great for remembering that, you know, even in New Zealand, I suppose, it's a wider public perception around Olympics that everyone will watch. Yeah. So the women make it to a gold medal match. The whole of Australia will sit there and watch it, no matter what time of, of day it is. So those sorts of things resonate through the game. The women already won in 2016. And truthfully, I've got two daughters now that play rugby sevens. They only play because before school in 2016, we sat down together and we watched those women win gold. I was had this sort of old school approach or no daughter of mine will play rugby, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and my eyes were opened and, and they love it. And they want to play in the Brisbane Olympics in 2032. And that's what those girls did. The men now, you know, they're in the mix, of course, and slightly outsiders, as we said. But success and Wallaby jerseys, Australian rugby jerseys winning is something we desperately need at the moment in Australia, of course. Now, there's a... F oh, sorry, Beef. No, no, Curtis. I know you were about to go into the hard-hitting stuff. Oh, so I wasn't hard-hitting. I was just going to ask. So there's obviously a bit going on in 15s at the moment as well. Firstly, Joe Schmidt, it's been a few weeks now since the news came out. Are you a fan? Uh, yeah, I am. I think yeah. it is the best possible decision they could have made. If you look at who's available in the world of rugby, it is absolutely logical. I'm stoked that we got him. I'm glad that he agreed to do it. Best possible option we could have. And look, he's probably... If you had any the pick of anyone, he's one of the top three coaches in the world probably anyway, let alone who was available. So I think it was an absolute no-brainer. Um, I can't wait to see what he can do. The important thing now is that we build a system and an environment where he can succeed, where he can uh, get results quite quickly because, of course, that's what we need. I think hopefully we've learned over the last few coaching appointments is it's not just a magic wand that you wave and the coach fixes everything. Mm. So I think it's a great, um, great appointment. Can't wait for him to get his boots on the ground and get into it. Now, mate, with that in mind, obviously, big news going along, certainly for Super Rugby, is the, the situation at the Rebels. And obviously, there's, there's a whole lot of such, uh, people affected by this. There's obviously guys of contracts, guys who work at the Rebels and all the rest of it. However, is this potentially the, the pass that Australian rugby are about to receive, which could be a blessing in disguise as far as getting you back to four teams? Is it, 
is it a done deal that that's where it's going to be headed in a, in a year's time? Well, it seems like it's look. There's some inertia leading us there, and I think the fastest and easiest way to fix the Wallabies is to have less super teams. But then, when when you look at Australian rugby as a whole, having less teams, having less presence geographically right around the country, it's hard to justify that. That's better for the game generally, better for younger players playing. So you're you're walking that line of the Wallabies winning helps the game. But then if not enough people are playing or watching it, then what's the point to a certain degree? So I think less teams seems to be the way we might have to go, just the reality of the financial situation. I think, you know, Melbourne Rebels aren't the only ones with some difficulties off the back of COVID and the back of less funding from Rugby Australia and, you know, the you know, lowering in crowds in Super, all those sorts of things. It's a different world now and we're up against two of the best national domestic competitions in the world, the AFL and the NRL. Mm. So within all that mix the logical thing may be to have less super rugby teams. So in saying that, would another rugby team work in Melbourne or will it not because you're competing against the NRL? I mean, there's been rumours in the last couple of days about um, Melbourne being a potential base for Moana Pacifica. Would it work for another super rugby side? Oh, look, I don't think it's the, the name or the t- kind of team, really. It would have to look at the funding model. If, it is, if it's a Moana Pacifica-funded generally by the whole of Sanzo and perhaps World Rugby as well. And that's a different funding model. I think we need lots of these Super Rugby teams to make sure that they're smart, well-run, mm. profitable, or at least they watch their face organisations. We can't be just throwing money down a hole in five different places in Australia, waiting for the Wallabies to win, waiting for the 27 World Cup to solve everything. So it's, uh, it's, it's you know, living in this new world where, you know, the dollar has to go a bit further. So, I, I, um, And the other thing is you've got to work out whether you think that you need to have a super rugby presence in Melbourne to get 85,000 people to the MCG for a test match. Lots of people are saying Melbourne people will turn up anyway. Mm. And then the other side of the coin is the talent pathway through Melbourne. So a Moana team or a Rebels team, lots of locally homegrown players can, can, can have an easy way into professional rugby. So luckily... I'm not smart enough to have to make those decisions. <laughs> I just get to I just get to critique them when they're made. That's very interesting, isn't it? And uh, you two will probably get to go and enjoy a super round in Melbourne. Are you going back this year, Beef? You'll be there, right, Morgs? Uh, yeah, I'm there. Baby, there. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of things on the on the table, Chris. You're always there. <laughs> that might get me there. <laughs> Melbourne will always get I think they blew the budget getting him in for the Bledisloe in Melbourne. So <laughs> I blew something. I blew something there, I tell you. <laughs> Morgan, an absolute pleasure to have you back on the program. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. Anytime, crew.